What is up, guys? To the SSTN podcast. And obviously, this whole coronavirus shutdown thing of all sports sucks. And we are in quarantine. You guys should all stay home. However, we, well, since we're in quarantine, we decided, hey, let's get an episode of the SSTN podcast out. So that's exactly what we're doing right now. Today, we're just going to basically discuss the NFL free agency and the NFL draft. And this guy is going to try to destroy my draft, my opinion on this year's draft, not looking like a damn fool, which is going to be hard for him. Because I actually scouted this draft, unlike you. What do you mean? Okay. We're going that route? Okay, yeah, we're going to go that route. We're starting off off hot here, but let's start off with NFL free agency before we get to the draft. And obviously, so much has happened in free agency. Oh, my gosh. Where do we start? Okay, we're going to start off with the Denver Broncos signing Melvin Gordon. Now, listen, my... Gordon um, thing. Before this past year, I thought Melvin Gordon is on that Todd Gurley level of running backs. They're all elite running backs. Well, now Melvin Gordon and Todd Gurley are both not on that elite level of running backs. But, however, they are still very, very solid running backs. Todd Gurley is productive for the Atlanta Falcons. I think he's going to be better than the way Devontae Freeman played. Um, I think Melvin Gordon... This he he's gonna be a with Philip Lindsay. They're definitely gonna um Melvin Gordon. I think he's he's still a solid running back. That's all I have to say. The guy that this benefits the most is obviously Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler was putting up with Melvin Gordon out um in holdout was just ridiculous. Austin Eckler, I think in my opinion, is gonna turn to a pro bowler and one of the best running backs in the league this season. That's who benefits most from this Melvin Gordon side. Well, it's the Broncos. They're going with Drew Locke at their um, quarterback position. He seems to be their quarterback. It finally seems like they found a quarterback who they trust for at least one or two years. I like Drew Locke. I think in my opinion, Drew Locke, a hot take in mind is that he could be the best. he, He could be a pro bowler this year. This could year. get to a Pro Bowl level. This year, I think he could get to a Pro Bowl level. I think, I think he could get to one. I think he could bring Cortland Sutton to around a Pro Bowl level again. But I don't know if Cortland Sutton's going to make the Pro Bowl because of the additions to the e, um, AFC. So, like, all those additions to AFC for wide receivers, like Stephon Diggs is now going to be fighting for a spot with the AFC wide receivers. I do think that hurts Cortland Sutton's chances a big margin. Could be a Pro Bowl tight end this year. Noah Fan and Drew Locke, that duo showed a lot of um, promise their rookie year. Um, yeah, I mean, it's the Broncos. I don't think they're going to do anything anytime soon. So I mean, have Patrick Mahomes in that division. It's really hard to um, obviously beat Patrick Mahomes twice a year or even once a year because Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. The loss of Kendall Fuller on that Chiefs defense, Hurts the secondary a little bit. They still have the Honey Badger. They have Ron Thornhill coming off the torn ACL. Um, I mean, Kendall Fuller, it's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt a little bit. We'll talk about the other stuff later. But now let's move on to the Falcons side and Todd Gurley. 
I, like I said, I think he's going to be do better in the role that Todd Gurley is getting with the Falcons than Devontae Freeman did. Devontae Freeman, I think the signing where he – well, I think where he should sign is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think the, um, the offense of Tom Brady, Devontae Freeman, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, O.J. Howard, Ali Marpet in that guard spot could be very dangerous. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that the problem with Todd Gurley has always been his health. Uh, yeah, so that's gonna be that's gonna be the main thing. When Todd Gurley is fully healthy, he's an elite running back. If he's gonna have a healthy season, I think the Falcons can do some things this year. I don't know though. I think the Falcons are not gonna make the playoffs. They've teased us way too many times. I just don't think they're good enough at the moment. Uh, yeah, I mean, they did lose Desmond Trufant. They obviously lost um, Levante Freeman. They lost Austin Hooper in that tight end spot. So the Falcons are very weak at tight end. They could be a team that goes after Cole Komet in the second round of this draft. And we'll talk about this draft later, trust me. But at the end of the day, I mean, Todd Gurley, it's the best the Falcons could have did. So now, speaking of Falcon signings, Let's talk about Dante Fowler going to the Atlanta Falcons. This is exactly what they needed. They needed an edge rusher on their defense. So now it very well does not look like they're going to go with um, A.J. Epinesa at 16. They're probably not going to go with um, Kayleigh Von Chassian out of LSU. I don't know. Um, they're going to go with an edge rusher this year in the draft. They did lose Desmond Trufant. They could very well go secondary to help their defense. They could. But we don't know because here's the main issue that I have. They're not protecting or giving Matt Ryan enough weapons. I I feel. I can't disagree with that more. I mean, they did lose Austin Hooper, but the look, look at all the first round picks on that offense. They obviously replaced Austin Hooper with Hayden Hurst, and. Hayden Hurst, Hayden Hurst hasn't done much. I know, I know he hasn't. Hayden, but I mean, at the end of the day, he was in that loaded tight end um group in Baltimore, and Mark Andrews. Um, so at the end of the day, I think twelve first round picks on that offense. Um, Jake Matthews, Matt Ryan, Todd Gurley, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Chris Lundstrom, Caleb Gary. I think was a first round pick. Um, I think Alex Mack. Um. There's so many quality players on that offense. It's all about their defense, in my opinion. I don't think any – they don't – I mean, you can't say Matt Ryan's not getting enough weapons when he has Julio Jones. I mean – I mean, that is true, but we saw what happened to the Falcons last year. They had everyone there, and they went – They didn't have a defense. They didn't have a defense. That's true. And I did like the way that they ended the, they ended the season 6-2, and two, I believe – so maybe that's a start in the right direction. I just don't trust the Falcons whatsoever. All right, let's move on to the Eagles. Darius Sled is obviously huge for them. I mean, now they don't have to hope that they Christian Fulton falls in on that twenty-one. They can strictly focus on wide receiver. And guess what? There's gonna be wide receivers available at twenty-one. T. Higgins, KJ Hamler, Brandon Ayuk. Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson. Jefferson. Yeah. So so little many. sneak peek. I got Justin. I got Justin Jefferson going to the Eagles at twenty-one. I mean, very well could happen. I mean, see, 
I have not created my post-free agency mock draft yet. We're going to talk about the best free agents available. We're going to be talking about – we're also going to be talking about – I got my mock draft at the end of the video, so. Yeah. We're going to be talking about Cam. We're going to be talking about Winston. talking about Clowney. We're going to be talking about Everson Griffin. And I believe that's it for the um, free agents um, of where they should sign. But that's later on in the video. But as for the Eagles training Darius Slay, I mean, you can't complain um, trading for Darius Slay. I mean, you can't complain about it. It's, you, you should be happy as an Eagles fan. And then the Lions replaced Darius Slay with Desmond Trufant, which Desmond Trufant is a downgrade from Darius Slay, in my opinion. Um. See, the Darius Slay situation is tricky. It's, is he going to bounce back to his Pro Bowl form? That's I, the whole question. I, I definitely the, think he is. I mean, we all know the conflicts with him and Matt Patricia. But we all know the main issue with the Eagles. We always knew it. What It was what happened last year. They need weapons and they need to be healthy. I I don't even – their best receiver last year was Miles Sanders. I mean – that is. I still don't think no matter what they do in the draft, unless they trade up for Jerry Judy, is going to make a significant impact for Carson Wentz. Carson, they just need to stay healthy. Carson, Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz has Dallas Goddard, has Zach Ertz. I don't think Alshon Jeffries is the number one receiver. Deshaun Jackson is aging. Greg Ward is a quarterback, transition to wide receiver. Uh, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside is just not it. So the Eagles are very uh, – they're going to have to take more than one wide receiver in this draft. Miles Sanders, I'm, a, I'm one of his biggest fans. I'm a huge fan of um, him. He's my I, – I love all the Miles in sports. Uh, Miles Bridges, Miles Turner, Miles Sanders. Huge fan of all the Miles across all different sports. But, I, I mean, wide receiver, you can't deny that the Eagles wide receiver needs some work. Um, I just said that. <laughs> yeah, you, you can't you can't deny it. I mean, I heard people say Doug Peterson's the problem on um, IG live stream. I mean, at the end of the day, that's just a ridiculous hot take. Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl. Not a lot of other coaches can say that. But um, at the end of the day, we're going to move on to another corner signing, and that is Chris Harris to the Chargers. I mean, Joey Bosa, Derwin James. Chris Harris, Desmond King, Casey Hayward. This defense is looking nice. Adding Trey Turner. They didn't add Tom Brady. And listen, if they they spent that much time building a defense for an aging Chris Harris, why are you starting Tyrod Taylor? Tyrod Taylor is not going to bring the Chargers playoff success. Well, we will see because it's a in the draft, game. there are potential game-changing quarterbacks. Yeah, I, 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 I think the Chargers are better off of Herbert than – Tyrod Taylor. I th- I think the Chargers. I have think a better I think they should go after. They should go after Cam Newton. Cam Newton. If Cam Newton goes to the Chargers, well, they we're are gonna be talking about Cam contender. Newton later. We're gonna be talking about Cam Newton later. As I'm speaking, currently wearing a Cam Newton Auburn jersey. So let's let's move on to another signing, and that is another Broncos signing. The Broncos trading for Jarrell Casey. The the value for this a seventh round pick. This helps the Broncos tremendously. You say the Broncos are the Broncos, but the Broncos are having a solid offseason. They franchise tag Justin Simmons. Their only real hit was um, losing Chris Harris. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but, like, 
is this Broncos team enough to beat Chiefs? It's not. It's not. Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. That's, I mean, you can't deny that, but, like, the Broncos are making some solid moves. Moving on to the next signing, Saints, Malcolm Jenkins. Listen, if I'm the Saints, this might be crazy. Malcolm Jenkins, Emmanuel Sanders. I like what the Saints team is doing this free agency. I I really do. I, I mean, I think the defense is getting better. Drew Brees, I mean, is aging. I think they should have went with Bridgewater or even Taysom Hill. I mean, I mean, it's just that Drew Brees is a long-time Saint. I still think Drew Brees has something left in the tank. But if I'm the Saints, this might sound controversial. I'm trading Alvin Kamara. Listen. What? Alvin Kamara, he still, he still has a substantial amount of value in the trade market. And the Saints can get all of their defensive needs back. For Alvin Kamara, there's still very, very good running backs left in free agency. You can draft one in the first or second round. And if you trade Alvin Kamara, get your defensive needs. You still have a back like Latavius Murray, who did just fine without Alvin Kamara. The Rams weren't afraid to release Todd Gurley after his down year. Last year was Alvin Kamara's down year. And listen, the Saints, there's no way in hell they're going to release Alvin Kamara. But you can get a lot back in a trade. I don't care about this whole running back argument that the running backs aren't worth a lot yet. The franchise side of them, the Saints get a lot back for Alvin Kamara in a trade. I'm not sure about how much the Jets can get back for Le'Veon Bell in a trade, but the Saints with Alvin Kamara cannot get a lot back in a trade. If I didn't think they were getting that much back, I wouldn't tell the Saints to trade Alvin Kamara because Alvin Kamara is almost a bona fide superstar running back. But I, if I was a Saints GM, I would at least consider trading Kamara. I would not consider. This is the year. The re-signing of Drew Brees told us something. These these are their last this is their last chance. They got to make a Super Bowl run right now. And I think that by trading Alvin Kamara, you are jeopardizing that to a point where it could it will not even have a chance at happening. I mean, I we disagree on that. All right, moving on to the next signing. I mean, I, I don't think pe- many people have heard the news yet. Um, Tom Brady signing with Tampa Bay. It's 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 pretty. It's gone under the radar. Very under the radar. Uh, we don't see it every single day on post and Instagram, Twitter, any social media. We definitely don't see it. Okay, I'll stop my sarcasm. Tampa Bay Buccaneers signing with Tom Brady. Their offense is going to be lethal this year. They obviously gotten better, but listen. Tom Brady had James White in this offense. And who is going to be his James White this year? Peyton Barber, one of their two running backs, left to go to Washington. Ronald Jones, he literally got benched from Bruce Arians. They have a terrible relationship because Bruce Arians benched him for pass protection. And Peyton Barber sucks. They got to commit to the young kid. They got to commit to the young kid in Jones. But now Tom Brady trying to get a Super Bowl. There is no way you're going to win a Super Bowl with Ronald Jones as your starting running back. You need Devontae Freeman in free agency. Obviously, um, the last time Devontae Freeman and Tom Brady were in the same Super Bowl, it didn't go that well for the Devontae Freeman team. But at the end of the day, I also think the secondary needs some work. Devin White will have make a huge jump the second year. Levante David is still on that defense. Shaq Barrett is still on that defense. Vita Vea is growing and still on that defense. 
I do think their secondary is the weakest part of their defense, and I don't know if the Buccaneers are going to even contend for winning a Super Bowl with that secondary as well. Well, it's complicated because is it Tom Brady or is it Belichick? Is Listen, Tom Brady declining? Okay. We don't know. Let, let's talk about the um, Patriots quarterback situation. We all know Brian Flores and Bill Belichick are tight. Now, some people are saying it's absolutely ridiculous that Patriots would even consider going after Josh Rosen because you had Tom Brady, now you're going to go to Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen sucks. That's what some people are saying. But I, I think Belichick, Josh Rosen, a high IQ kid, very smart guy, went to UCLA. I think Belichick can develop Josh Rosen into something else. I, I, I think he can develop into at least an average quarterback. I, heck, I think the Patriots could even make the playoffs with Mitch Trubisky. That's how much I believe in Belichick. But listen, you also got to draft a wide receiver as well. Nikhil Harry, the first-round pick, that was a miss. You still haven't replaced Gronk with Matt Lacoste, Ryan Izzo. Your tight ends suck. By far the worst tight end group in the league. I don't even think it's uh, – I, I think if you could – the Patriots could trade for Dallas Goddard, that would be huge for them. Um, I mean, I think – Listen, if the Eagles try to make a deal sending Dallas got um sending Dallas Goddard for Julian Edelman, obviously it's not gonna be straight up. But if the Eagles find a way to get Julian Edelman and the Patriots get Dallas Goddard, I think it's good for both teams. I mean, it's not gonna be straight up. There's gonna be picks involved some way or another. But I think if there's if I think the Patriots should go after a guy like Dallas Goddard, because I believe if they get Mitch Shabisky, Josh Rosen, you have Bill Belichick on your roster, you surround him with weapons. You re-signed the McCourty Twins. You did lose Kyle Van Noy, but you franchise tag Joe Tooney, and your offensive line is still pretty good. Isaiah Wynn has a lot of um, a lot of uh, ways to develop. I mean, I don't know if you're going to draft a tackle if you're the Patriots. I mean, your edge rushers do need a little bit of help, but at the end of the day, I think you can you could replace um, the loss of Kyle Van Noy very easily. Kyle Van Noy is pretty good at the end of the day. Steven Gostkowski was getting old. Good cut there, in my opinion. I don't care if they lost him. Um, I think Bill Belichick could develop a guy like Josh Rosen or Mitch Trubisky. Um, I think that the Patriots are more inclined to give Jared Stidham the starting job than Josh Rosen. As I'm wearing an Auburn jersey, a jersey of an Auburn quarterback, I don't think um, Jarrett Stidham is worthy of a starting job for a marquee franchise in the NFL, the New England Patriots. Listen, Jarrett Stidham absolutely was atrocious his rookie year. Jamal Adams got a pick six off of him um, in that Jets game. I mean, Jarrett Stidham, the guy is not even close to being worthy of a starting quarterback. And Brian Hoyer, if you expect Brian Hoyer to be a quarterback of a marquee franchise, I mean, I don't know where your head's at. I think Belichick should go after Cam Newton. I don't know if he will. As I'm wearing a Cam Newton jersey, put the Auburn quarterbacks in the same building. You got you got your solid backup in Brian Hoyer. You got your future in Jared Sidham. And you got your president in Cam Newton. And I think it's going to be the same way for this Indianapolis Colts team because we're moving out to the Phillip Rivers signing with them. I think it's going to be the exact same way as it would be with the Patriots locker room. You got your president, Phillip Rivers. You got your backup in Jacoby Brissett. And if the coach drafts a quarterback like Jordan Love, you well, I mean, they traded their 13th pick. 
So, I mean, even if they go with a guy like Eason in the second round, you have the 34th pick. You trade your 13th pick for DeForest Buckner. Solid D lineman. But, I mean, at the end of the day, if you draft quarterback 34th overall, you got your future, you got your backup, you got your present. I think it's both that way for the Colts and Patriots locker room. Yeah, I mean, the 49ers, I don't like the Buckner trade. I understand why it happened, but I I, I don't know. We'll just have to see. All right, let's move on to two linebackers, Joe Schobert and Corey Littleton. Now, Joe Schobert, do I think we should have brought him back? Yes, I'm a Browns fan. So I'm entitled to talk about Joe Schobert a lot. I think B.J. Goodson is not nearly as good as Joe Schobert. He's a current starting inside linebacker. Um, our draft pick last year, Sayon Takitaki, is the backup linebacker. I mean, we still have Denzel Ward and Greedy Williams. We got Sandejo and um, Carl Joseph as their two safeties right now. Listen, our linebackers and our, our linebacker and our left tackle are our two biggest needs right now, in my opinion. I mean, listen, I don't think Sendejo is going to be the best strong safety, so we can also draft a, um, draft a safety like Antoine Winfield in the second round, who, in my opinion, Antoine Winfield is the best safety in this draft, which is controversial. We'll talk about that later. But, I mean, I do think we should have re-signed Joe Schobert. I'll talk about my um, dream scenario for the Browns a little bit later. But um, one dream, um, dream scenario of mine is we get the left tackle we need to go to 10. But we still try to trade up for Isaiah Simmons. And by that, we can give a, our seconds, maybe like don't care about the safety uh, for now in the draft. Trade up seconds. We can. We also have other um, valuable players. I mean, we still have David Njoku as a backup tight end now. I still think he is somewhat valuable. We could trade Kareem Hunt in that deal. We can do a lot to trade up for Isaiah Simmons, especially if the Giants pass up on him at four. I do think... Isaiah Simmons. I don't think that's going to happen. I think happen. Isaiah Simmons and the Browns could be a good fit. And listen, the Giants passing up on um, Isaiah Simmons at four is much more likely than you think. It could be Makai Beckton. It could be Tristan Wirth. It could be Andrew Thomas for you guys at four. I do- Things what I'm he- I'm hearing that the Giants are pretty much sold in that they're going to take whoever the Lions don't take. And that's going to be Je- Jeff Okuda or Isaiah but Simmons. I mean, is your cornerback that big of a need now? It is. You did sign James Bradbury. You have a second-year guy in DeAndre Baker. It's not as big as a need as O-tackle or even linebacker. I just think the Giants are pretty much sold on Isaiah Simmons, and even if that, they can trade down and get more I mean, listen, assets. They're not going to take – they're not going to – they're either going to draft Isaiah Simmons or they're going to trade down. Simmons is a, the fifth, um, a top five best player in this draft. So that's why I think the Browns are going to um, try a trade-off for him, hopefully. In my opinion, the, um, but I, we never even talked about uh, Isaiah Simmons and the Browns. I mean, Bill Belichick, like, Isaiah Simmons is his guy pretty much. But at the end of the day, in my opinion, the five best players in this draft are uh, Jedrick Wills, Jerry Judy, Tristan Wirtz, Justin Herbert. I know not Justin Herbert. Chase Young and Isaiah Simmons. Herbert is six. Um. So, at the end of it, I mean, there's a lot. Um, the Browns need a linebacker. That's basically my point. Moving on to the next signing, the Raiders, Corey Littleton. They also signed Jason Witten. 
the Raiders are literally setting themselves up to be eight and eight, a very okay team. Corey Littleton, I want the Browns to get him. I I was a little I was a little mad when we didn't get him. I mean, we we have some, we have the most salary cap in the league right now. I'm one guy taking up fifteen point five million, um, who is a complete joke of a player. Um, we'll talk about that later. But um, what do you say on this Corey Littleton signing? I mean, I like it. I think the Raiders need work. I think they need to go over the over overhaul that receiving core. Yeah, they have a Listen, good Ty, Tyrell Williams and they need to fix the offense. Gotta fi- gotta fix the offensive line. Uh, I think I don't think there's anything wrong with their O line um, that much. I think Rodney Hudson. He's a vet. He's getting older, but he's still an elite, elite center. I Tyrell Williams can't be your best wide receiver. I definitely agree with that. I mean, obviously they had on the clown, a certain clown who was supposed to be, the but you know, um, stuff went crazy. Let's just say that. But um, moving on to the next signing, Panthers Teddy Bridgewater. Let's talk about that a little bit. So. Panthers, what do you have to say? I don't get what the Panthers are doing. I I don't understand why, if they want to rebuild, why would they go with Teddy Bridgewater? I mean, because this, this do move they just, want to rebuild? I, I, mean, I just don't get do it. Do they want to rebuild? I know Luke Keekly retired. Teddy Bridgewater Keekly, is not going to get you into I know the playoffs. Keekly, yeah, especially in the division with Matt Ryan, Tom Brady, and Drew Brees. But I know they want to rebuild, but basically, if they rebuild, they're sort of wasting the prime of Christian McCaffrey's career. But right now, they're wasting the prime of Christian McCaffrey's career anyway. I mean, they're literally wasting prime. I mean, you you we talking about Alan Kamara's trade value. Imagine Christian McCaffrey's trade value. Him and Saquon are the two running backs in the league that you can get a bucket, bucket, bucket load in a trade for. Because those guys, you know you can get five ridiculous years out of them. And, um, I mean, the Panthers are wasting Christian McCaffrey's career pretty much right now. Yeah, I mean, I can have said it better than I mean, that. <laughs> all right, well, moving on to the next signing. I just, um, we're going to do this really quick. I just want to hear your perspective on this signing. Because you're a Giants fan, um, my expertise is more in um the Cleveland Browns. But um, I want I just want you on uh, want you to explain uh, a little bit about this Blake Martinez to the Giants. Um. Well, uh, I'm torn because he's a good player. Same with James Bradbury; they're both good players and beneficial to have, but they're not game changers. I don't know if these two if. Blake Martinez is going to be the guy who propels the Giants' defense to being a top defense or even an average defense. Yeah. They need a lot of work. And I think starting with Isaiah Simmons, they have to rebuild that defense because it was just awful last uh-huh. year. And, I mean, you said you were going to take whoever the Lions don't take, but you could very well have um, – Akuda could fall. You could very well have a chance um, – of Akuda and Simmons, obviously that's what's telling if a uh, team trades up for Tua. We'll talk about that later. But moving on to the next signing, Cowboys resigning Amari Cooper. You didn't get Byron Jones back. Tra- Travis Federick retired. 
I mean, the Cowboys, listen, I think the NFC East is the worst division of football right now. I mean, it might be kind of to say it could be the AFC South with uh, DeAndre Hopkins leaving the division. Um, but the Titans still made the AFC Championship um, this year, and they re-signed all their guys, and they have everybody except for Jarrell Casey. So the Titans could be contenders again next year. What do you feel about this um, Amari Cooper uh, saga? Cowboys, Cowboys, Cowboys. Ooh, I love this. I love when the Cowboys are just heartbroken. Their defense was bad last year. And what makes you think that's going to be better next um, year? They signed Ha-Ha Clinton Dick. They completely, dis- they completely disrespected Dak Prescott. You should have gave him an extension. I don't know why they won't give him an extension. Because they just not trust him enough. Listen, I, I'm listen just Dak Prescott was known for the Pro Bowl all of last year. It was absolutely ridiculous how he was the Pro Bowl, in my opinion. Kirk Cousins made it over him. I just find that ridiculous. But on to the next signing or trade in this uh, matter. You got Stefan Diggs to the Bills. Helps Josh Allen tremendously. I mean, but that's pretty much all you could say. That's why I think Josh Allen could very well, if Hot in Mind could be the MVP of the NFL. I mean, obviously, it got um Counselor uh, Ray shaken up. Uh, very shaken up in uh, the SBC live stream. Um, because we are uh, broadcasters in training, but Stefan Diggs, I mean, it helps Josh Allen tremendously. Who even knows if we get to go to I that? Mean, this yeah, year. with all these <laughs> coronavirus things going on, I mean, it's crazy. But running uh, Marcus Mariota to the Raiders. I mean, listen, Marcus Mariota. We don't know if he's going to be out there, Car. He's probably not. Solid backup at this point. We're gonna move through the um, rest of free agency quickly until we like get to the big stuff. Um, Jamie Collins to the Lions, solid linebacker pick for the Lions. I need a linebacker. Not much to say about that. Kyle Van Noy, Kyle Van Noy and Byron Jones. Let's put two into one. How do you feel about the Dolphins getting these um two two guys from marquee franchises that can have defense? I like what the Dolphins are doing. I think they're probably going to take – they're definitely going to take a quarterback in this draft. It would be stupid not to. Um, and I just love what they're building in Miami. They're revamping their defense. Their offense has potential. And they have Let's three first-round picks. Those three first-round picks could be absolute game changers. I think they need Josh those first round picks, I think they need um they don't need a running back no more, so I think they could very well I don't even know where they're gonna go for um the other one of their picks. Um and maybe even two O line picks and then they obviously need a quarterback for one. But um listen, Miami two is gonna die behind that O line. I mean, their O line is still terrible. Eric Flowers was their main sign on their O line. That is pretty, pretty sad. But we're also going to move on to another um, two and one. And this one just makes me, it really makes me smile. Jack Conklin and Austin Hooper come on to Cleveland. Listen, we, did we pay Austin Hooper, overpay Austin Hooper? Yes. 
Am I have? Uh, did we? But also, do we have the most cap in the NFL? Yes. Is David Njoku um gonna ever be a very, 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 very good tight end? No. So I'm happy about the Austin Hooper signing. Listen, I say I'll say it time and time again. I don't think Sandai Ho is gonna be the greatest starting safety for us. I don't think B.J. Goodson is a really quality, quality starting linebacker. I think our wide receiver signing of JoJo Natson from the Rams is very underrated. Case Keenum, our backup quarterback, solid backup quarterback, because before that it was Garrett Gilbert. And Garrett Gilbert straight up sucks. So, I mean, listen, we need tackles on both sides of the O-line. We still have Wyatt Teller starting at our right guard spot. Wyatt Teller is not great either. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm happy we got Jack Conklin at that right tackle. I do think Jedrick Wills can win the left tackle job. I'm praying Jedrick Wills falls to us at 10. As much as they said Mekhi Becton's a bust, I mean, I wouldn't be extremely pissed if we took him. But, I mean, from my scouting, I'm just not as big on him as other people. But um, I'm, I'm just overall happy about this Austin Hooper and Jack Conklin signings. I mean, I don't know how you could not be as a Browns fan. Well, I mean, I, I shouldn't really talk about the Browns. I mean, I don't know. I don't think they're as good as my expertise. <laughs> no. I, listen, I don't think they're anything special. I think their ceiling is 11-5. and five. Um, I think – Oh, ceiling is 11-5. Their ceiling is like 9-7. Their ceiling is 11-5. and five. Their floor, in my opinion, is 7-9. and nine. So, I think we're going to fall – we're gonna fall Oof. anywhere between that those ranges. I don't think they're anywhere special. Obviously, I want them to go thirteen and three, win the Super Bowl. But listen, I'm a Browns fan, and I straight up know that's most likely not gonna happen. I mean, anything can happen. I didn't expect Lamar Jackson to be the MVP of the NFL, but he did. I didn't expect Luka Doncic to come his sophomore year, average near triple double in the NBA. I didn't expect Garrett Cole to sign with the Yankees, but he did. I didn't expect the um, Astros to be wearing buzzers under their jerseys, but they did. So, I mean, you can't expect a lot of things in sports, but at the end of the day, I, I, I know the ceiling for the Browns. I know the floor. I mean, I'm, I just accept it as a Browns fan. Now let's move on to the last uh, trade, David Johnson for DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, Bill, o, what is mm-hmm. Bill O'Brien doing? Can we just say that? Why does he have – why – why does he still have a job? All righty. Now let's move on to four free agents. Jadevian Clowney, Cam Newton, Jameis Winston, and Everson Griffin. We're going to talk about where those four guys should sign. I already said Devontae Freeman should sign on the Bucks. If you want to make a quick um, case of where Devontae Freeman should sign right now, you can um, say it. Um... I really have no clue. I think that one poten- one potential team that could go after him are um the uh Green Bay Packers. I think Green Bay Packers could go after with him. Aaron Jones and Jamal yeah. Williams. I don't see that fit. I mean I could see the fit. I think another team also could be the Kansas City Chiefs. I think the Chiefs um, get a guy could... like DeAndre Swift or Jonathan Taylor at 30. 30 um, 32, my bad, 32. Yeah, but 
I feel like that could Devontae Freeman could be a very beneficial piece. For yeah, them. that that is true. They still obviously have Damian Williams on that offense, but now let's move on to the four main guys: Devin Clowney. Listen, I think the front runner has to be Seattle Seahawks. I mean, I don't know where he's gonna sign. I mean, I think this whole COVID nineteen situation might force him to resign the Seahawks. I am not really sure. Talk about Jadavion Clowney. I I don't know. I mean, I thought he could have a chance to go to the Giants. I'm not thinking that that's going to be a possibility anymore. They might be still in on him. We don't know. I think he's going to go back to Seattle. I mean, yeah, very well could happen. Now let's move on to Everson Griffin. I was reading a bunch of articles, and it said the favorite to land Everson Griffin in multiple of them. It said Everson Griffin's going to the AFC North. It said Everson Griffin's going to the Cleveland Browns. And that is just beauty to my eyes. Listen, if we release Olivier Vernon, who is making 15.5 mil, clear up cap space, and sign Everson Griffin, and we still have near the top cap in the league, man, I am partying. That is the best situation. If we get Everson Griffin and Jezek Wills, I am happy as a Browns fan because even though Everson Griffin is 32, Listen, if we sign Everson, we get Cedric Wills. We still have the same core that we have now. Baker Mayfield's only getting better and better right now. I mean, even though he took a step back from his first year to his second year, right now I think Baker Mayfield's going to only get better and better. I'm going to be celebrating as a Browns fan. That's all I got to say. Let me give you a team right now. Same division. The Baltimore Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens have completely revamped and made their defense one of the. I think I think it could be the best in the NFL. I mean, it could it could be Michael Brockers. Um, they did lose Michael Pierce, but they replaced him. Um, they replaced him with. Um, they obviously got Clay's Campbell on the defense. Did they replace him with that Linval Joseph? I think. No, I, I don't know. think so. The Vikings signed Michael Pierce. They didn't replace him with Linval Joseph. And I and I think Everson Griffin could be a key piece on that Ravens defense. Yeah, I mean. He definitely could. Calais Campbell still has a little bit of juice left in the tank. But um so we have a bunch of tags on Vikings, Anthony Harris. But um let's move on to the other uh free agents um that we're talking about. So Jameson Cam. One of them has to sign with the Patriots, the other has to sign with the Chargers. That's just my opinion. I mean, listen, both teams need a quarterback, it's simple as that. Yeah. I mean, I can't argue with mm-hmm. that. All right. Moving on to the NFL draft. This is where you try to make me look like a fool. But I have scouted this draft for hours on end. I know more about this draft than any other draft class in the history of any other sport. So, let's just debate real quick. I know your answer pretty much because you're going to go with the safe pick. Who do you think is the best player in this draft? Um... I think I think it should be unanimous who's the best player in this draft, and that's Chase Young. Because Chase Young is a generational talent. He's in the same breath as Nick Bosa, Joey Bosa, Michael Strahan, just one of those dominant edge rushers. I think that the one of the most key positions in football is, an, is a dominant edge rusher, Listen, and he's just that. I don't know if he makes the Redskins – a winning team, 
But listen, man, we'll I, I scout differently than other people. I I actually am a little bit more risky with my picks. I don't put the number one and two guys always as my number one guy in the draft because it does just doesn't work like that. If the number one pick was always the best every single year, then guess what? Teams would give up the number one pick. Or guess what? Teams wouldn't trade out the number one pick. So, listen, the draft doesn't work like that. You know who I think the best player in this draft is. I think two Alabama players are the two best players in this draft. I think Jedrick Wills, I think Jedrick Wills ranks ridiculous. in at number one. I think Jerry Jude ranks in at number two. Jedrick, Jedrick Wills is not an elite offensive tackle. I hope you know that. He's not an all-pro offensive tackle. He's going to play right tackle in the NFL. He's getting tackle used to. Spot. I just he don't see what you see. Spot for Arizona at eight. I definitely think he could win the left tackle spot in the NFL. He's very solid. There's a reason why a lot of pro scouts are putting him as a top tackle on their board. Because, hey, listen, maybe Mekhi Beckton's more raw. Maybe his upside's a little bit more. But, listen, I think Mekhi Beckton has a lot of buzz potential. I'm saying straight up. I said, I said I'm not a huge believer in Mekhi Beckton a lot. I do like Tristan Wirtz. But, listen, Tristan Wirtz could be a great tackle. At the end of the day, we signed Jack Conklin. I don't think we're going to get Tristan Wirth because Tristan Wirth is more of a guard-type guy. We replace Wyatt Teller on our line. I think we're going for our left tackle. I love Tristan Wirth as a player. He's a great, great player. Um, but at the end of the day, I think Jedrick Wilkes has the upside that not a lot of people in this draft have. And Jerry Judy, who I think is the second-best player in this draft, I think it's one of the deepest wide receiver classes or the deepest wide receiver class of all time. It may be. It may. This is one of the biggest wide yeah. receiver drafts I've ever seen. We got guys like and Judy, Jerry of course. Judy, we got C.D. Lamb. Jerry we got Judy, Justin Jefferson. If Jerry Judy is in a weak wide Ruggs. receiver class, there's no doubt in my mind he's going to top five. He's one of the greatest route runners in the history of college football. He's absolutely ridiculous. Like He's going to be a stud NFL wide receiver. There's no doubt in my mind of it. I'm more confident in him than any other player in the draft. Yes, I think Chase Young's floor is a solid edge run. I mean, his floor inside a dresser. I think he's going to be one of the, um he's going to be a consistent pro bowler, maybe a five, six time pro bowler in his career. But I don't think he's going to ever be a top two edge rusher or top one edge rusher in this league. I, unlike a lot of people who think he will be. I just disagree. I disagree with that a little bit. But I think the top five players in this draft, in my opinion, are Wills, Judy, Wirfs, Chase Young. Isaiah Simmons and then Herbert at six. I think. Okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm. God. I'm you're trying that's, to make me look. That's a ridiculous. Fool. I think that's you're trying to make me look like a fool. But uh, I, I mean, we, we, let's debate. All right, so let's go by position. Who do you think's the best? I mean, could could you do this? I mean, you can do your mock draft in um, a little bit. But do you think you have a solid idea of who you think is the best at every position in this draft? All right, yes, best I, I quarterback think I have an idea. Draft. Who do you think it is? The, be- the best quarterback is who's going to be the number one pick in this draft, and oh. that's Joe Burrow. You just can't. Joe Burrow had one of the greatest years in college I've ever seen I'm a... from a quarterback. He lived up to all the height. He performed on the big stage. So that's what I look that. at I'm legit... most. Under, under pressure – he delivered. He's got one of the greatest sense of awareness I've ever seen. He reads the pocket well. He 
he delivers accurate throws. He he's one of the most balanced and perfect quarterbacks I've that. ever seen. Um, I do I don't think he's the best quarterback in the draft, which we'll get to in a bit. But I'm not arguing with everything you said. He did have one of the greatest college football seasons in um history. I mean, he has that it factor. I think, but I at the end of the day, when the Bengals are drafting this pick, taking this pick, Joe Burrow, I think he's um a significantly better Andy Dalton. But I think he's just going to be a slightly above average quarterback in the NFL his whole career. I maybe maybe he gets that lucky Pro Bowl once or twice, but I don't think it's anything more than that. I don't think he's going to be a top three, top four, top five, maybe the top eight quarterback in this league. I mean, Joe Burrow, he has the potential to be it, but do I think he'll be it? No. This that's why I think Justin Herbert is the best quarterback in this draft. Tua, I think, is the fifth or sixth best quarterback in this draft. So I think sounds ridiculous. And hey, listen, it's a little out there. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not as big on the fan of Tua taking away his football skills completely. I'm not as big. He has a lot of injury on um, history, and I know you you're confused on that for some reason. But he, you look back at high school, even high school, he never played a one full season in his career. Justin Herbert. Some people say he doesn't got that. He don't got that factor. I I think he does. The guy, okay, but my only worry for Justin Herbert is that he's an Oregon quarterback, and Oregon doesn't run as much as an NFL style uh, offense as other schools do. That's what. That's why I think a little of Justin Herbert. That's a little bit Justin, of Justin pro, um, problem. Herbert has the arm strength. I mean, you you can't be impressed by you can't not be impressed by his workouts. Um. The guy can throw a football. It, it's as simple as that. He can get out of the pocket. He reminds me of a true NFL-level quarterback. That's why I think he's the best quarterback in this draft. Justin Herbert is beginning to me to look a lot like Jake Locker in his season. His accuracy is a huge issue. That's what you have to admit that. His accuracy is not pretty. I think it's a little – I think it's very people concerning are over-concerned with that. I think, okay, listen, it's not his strong spot. Joe Burrow's obviously more accurate than Herbert right now. But if you need, if you want to be a quality quarterback in the NFL, you need to be accurate. Okay. Um, do we both like Jordan Love as a prospect? Can we agree on that? I, I like him. I think that the issue is with him was his year got a little clouded because of all the talent that left him. Um, I think that he has all the talent in the world. He okay. just hasn't Best shown it. That's why I don't have him going as the okay. third Best quarterback off the board. So, if I told you that we're starting off with debating best quarterback in the draft, best running back in the draft, and I said, for one of these, I'm going to say an LSU player is the best at that position, and then you big, oh, Joe Burrow, automatic lock. No, my best running back in this draft is an LSU player by the name of Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. He's going to be a second-round pick in this draft. I think he is better than JT and DeAndre Swift. I think this they can be solid running backs. I definitely think it's the weaker running back class than last year because last year I um, had a little bit of a hype on a third-round pick out of Florida Atlantic, the Florida Atlantic Owl. I was hugely hyped on this guy. I mean, this guy decided to have a pretty solid rookie year by the name of Devin Singletary. Um, so yeah, oh, we all know how I think about Devin Singletary, but in my opinion, I think Clyde Edwards Hilaire is the best running back in this draft. Yes, he had a good O line, yes, he had Lloyd Cushenberry running that center spot, 
And LSU is obviously an incredible line. He had Joe Burrow to play with. He had Justin Jefferson. He had Thaddeus Moss on that offense. However, I think Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, listen, he reminds me so much of Austin Eckler. I think he has the potential to be a slightly better Austin Eckler. And you know how big I am on Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler is one of my guys. I literally said this Melvin Gordon signing to the Broncos benefits most Austin Eckler. I mean, he's been, like, one of my guys. I drafted him on fantasy last year as a steal for a reason. And, boy, he helped me a lot. So, even though I finished in second place, we don't mention that. But um, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, it's a a little out there, too. But I think he's the best running back in this draft. Well, I'm going to go with DeAndre Swift, and here's why. Because... I think that DeAndre Swift is like, remember, um, remember Sony yep. Shell rookie year. That's who he well, is because he's a Georgia running he's back. He's that tough running back. Well, partly, I mean, he's a very, but they have very I mean, similar bodies. Obviously, Sony Michelle. Listen, Sony Michelle. He's he's not the greatest NFL running back in my opinion. I mean. Another Georgia running back taken recently to my team, the Cleveland Browns, has turned out quite well in Nick Chubb. You can't deny that. But, um, I mean, DeAndre Swift isn't the most controversial pick. Wide receiver, I, I think you could argue with this one. But for me, there's no argument. I think the second best is um, a teammate of this guy. I think the best wide receiver in this draft, the second best player on this draft, is Jerry Judy out of Alabama. I already said his route running skills are phenomenal. Jerry Judy for me. Move on to yours. CD. I'm going to go different. CD. And he's going to go before CD. Jerry Judy. Yes, it is CD. Yep, I mean, I, I can expect it. You're going with all the safe picks here. I'm trying to call you out. You're going with all the safe picks. Safe picks. Safe picks? Safe picks. You're going with all okay. the safe picks. You're not, you're not going out there. And that's why for my tight end, I'm going real out there. You definitely haven't even heard of this dude. You you, you probably haven't heard of this dude. And, I mean, it's a little controversial. First of all, I think this tight end, tight end class absolutely sucks. I think it's atrocious. So, I think the best – I wouldn't be surprised if I'm like to- completely wrong with this tight end scouting because I just think they're all going to suck no matter what. I mean, okay, I'm not, I can't be that harsh. I just don't think this is a very good tight end class, especially the last year when guys like Noah Fant and TJ Hawkinson, the Iowa boys, were coming out. I mean, Noah Fant has had some moments. TJ Hawkinson had a moment in the first game that absolutely sucked in his rookie year other than that. So um, with my best tight end in this draft, controversial. You probably haven't heard of this dude. It is Kobe Parkinson out of Stanford. Oh, my God. The guy has impressed me. That's my guy. <laughs> How did you... Okay, bro. We, we are you... virtually similar on... I see something. Some... We're, we're he virtually has something. similar on something. I mean, Jose, um, Josiah Figueroa out of Cincinnati was rocking the Kelsey beer at the combine, but that is just disrespectful to Travis Kelsey. He's not the next Travis Kelsey. But Kobe Parkinson out of Stanford, maybe when I said you never heard of this dude, I'm a little wrong. I was a little wrong. Okay, let's move on to the offensive tackle. Mm-hmm. We'll do inside O-linemen, and then well, I mean, we'll do inside O-linemen so you can do guard, center. 
um, anything. But right now we're just doing strictly offensive tackle. So um, with my offensive tackle, best player in this draft, I know you're going to disagree with me. I mean, I already said so much about this guy, Jedrick Wills. I already said so much about Jerry Judy and Jedrick Wills, so move on to your guy. I like Jedrick Wills as well as the, as the best mm-hmm. O tackle Thank in you. this draft. We agreed two times. I will admit that. It's a miracle. I think that – I think that I think that Tristan Wirfs is a very yes, close number yes, two. Yes, and I definitely. will not be surprised Trist- if Wirfs one gets taken in, in front of the opinion. other. Third, you can't go offensive yes, lineman okay. for best in so the draft. You don't think? I mean, so in the 2007 NFL draft, if I was scouting back then and I said Calvin Johnson was the best player in the draft and Joe Thomas was the second best, you don't think I have the right to say that? Well. It depends on who was I mean, taken listen, also. Joe Thomas, you can't deny he was one of the best players in this draft. He's one of my, in, that, in that 2007 draft. He's one of my favorite players of all time. So you can't say, you just can't say an offensive. Absolutely, absolutely waste career. Okay, okay, yeah, I mean that. Absolutely. Okay, you don't have to go there to me as a Browns fan. Okay, inside O-Lyman. Oh, and 16. Inside O-Lyman. Last season First was all, I like a lot of Oregon inside O-Lyman. I like Shane Lemieux. I don't think he's the best um, inside O lineman in this draft. I like Matt Hennessy out of um, Temple. He's a Temple tough guy. I like Cesar Ruiz out of Michigan. Michigan Wolverine, my boy. But I'm gonna go with Tyler Biadasse. I don't. Okay, listen. I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but it's it's Tyler B out of uh, Wisconsin. He's gonna be um a, a second round pick, late first round maybe. I mean the the guy was just a nice, great block, a great career at Wisconsin. Yeah, I mean, he's probably the obvious one to take. I'm going to have to go similar. There's not there's not a lot of yeah. ones that I know that I scouted. All right. He's probably the Defensive best. Defensive tackle. I I already know you're saying Derek. Brown, oh boy. And you are you you are You are correct. I'm not, I'm not saying Derek Brown. So, um with my defensive tackle, the best defensive tackle in this draft is Neville Gallimore out of Oklahoma. The guy is a bo- – Who? He, okay, this shows that you haven't scouted this draft. The guy is going to be – Yes, He's he not could even be. He very well pick. could be. The guy okay, – I mean, we could put money on it. Okay, no, we're not putting money on it because um, we're – Who just picked before? Derek Brown – Derek, okay, Derek Brown is his first defensive tackle taken in this draft. That doesn't mean that I think he's the best. Listen, I think Neville, the guy is a bulldozer. He's an absolute machine. Much more than Derek Brown. The guy can move. Neville Gallimore, his build is ridiculous for a beat tackle. The guy is a perfect NFL defensive tackle. I cannot say more about that. We already know you're saying Derek Brown. Okay, let's move to edge rusher. Let's say our best edge rusher on account of five. It's, 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 pretty, it's a pretty hard decision. Five. Four, three, two, one. Chase Young. Okay. okay. Chase Young. <laughs> Cla- no, 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 no. I'm wrong. It's no, it's Cl- no. it's Clavon Chase. Okay, listen. No. I think it's her great models out of Penn State. It's the second best in this draft. But I mean, okay. It's been controversial to me enough. Chase Young is not the best player in this draft. But I can't, I can't go be that ridiculous to say he's not the best edge rusher in this draft because he clearly is. All right, moving on to linebacker. 
listen, this changes a lot for me. I looking at my latest big board, I don't know who's the top of my linebacker list. I think Malik Harrison and Troy Die are a bunch of sleepers. Oh wait, hold on, hold on, no way. What am I even saying? I, I was thinking of Isaiah Simmons at the safety for a quick minute. I existed as a linebacker. I personally think Isaiah Simmons is a linebacker. So for me, I'm saying the best linebacker in the draft is Isaiah Simmons, no doubt. What do you think I'm going to say? It's who, it's who my favorite team to yeah. take. Isaiah Simmons, you going with Isaiah Simmons? All right, corner. Yep. Well, also, just let me say this. Let me say this. He's not just a linebacker. He's a defensive He piece. can do so many things. I th- he's got – he's just – he has he, the nickname Swiss the Army Knife for oh, a Swiss reason. Army Knife, him or Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill. Um, I don't – I don't understand all the Taysom Hill hype. I haven't seen him. I mean, he did throw a fifty pass this year. I mean, he <laughs> ran for multiple touchdowns, caught multiple touchdowns. He he blocked the punt. I mean, but would you trade no, a first round I mean, pick for Taysom him? Hill? Would you trust Taysom Hill as your franchise quarterback? If I was Sean Payton, I mean, obviously Sean Payton has coronavirus now. If I was Sean Payton and Drew Brees decides to retire, I don't have Teddy no more. I'm not going to go out of my way to draft a quarterback. All right. So, um, moving on to cornerback. Listen, I I think this is pretty obvious to both of us. I think Jeff Okuda is the best corner in this draft. Yes, of course. He's a left corner. I think he's going to have a similar rookie season to um, what Denzel Ward, another Ohio State cornerback, did his rookie year for my Cleveland Browns. I think they're going to have similar seasons. I mean, they're not they're not similar similar players, but I mean, hey, maybe um, maybe he is. But I do think Jalen Johnson out of Utah is a close play, um, close second. Well, not too close, but I love the kid's toughness. I think he's a late second rounder, um, mid second rounder, third rounder pick maybe. But it's a, he's going to be a steal for whatever team drafts him. I also like Cam Dantzler out of Mississippi State. I'm also a fan of Christian Fulton and C.J. Henderson. And I think many people even consider Akuda, Fulton, Henderson, Dantzler, and Jalen Johnson. Obviously, A.J. Terrell and Trayvon Diggs are in the um, top seven corners, too. But in my opinion, the top – well, many people are saying the top seven corners in the draft, I think are the top seven corners in the draft. So I think many people – props to this guy for corners. You are you are correct because, I I mean, I'm a huge fan of all top seven of the cornerbacks in this draft. I think it's a very, very deep defensive back draft. Now moving on to safeties. I know you're not going to agree with me. I think it's the redshirt sophomore out of Minnesota, Antoine Winfield. That guy has such potential. I wanted to come to the Browns. In the second round, I think he's going to be a very, very, very solid NFL player. I like Xavier McKinney. I, I, I mean, listen, <laughs> one of my hot that. takes is that I would rather take, um, like five of two his teammates over him, or rather have five of two his teammates um over him in the draft and Wills, Judy, um, Rugs, McKinney, and Trayvon Diggs. Uh, I mean that that that's a very hot take in mind. Listen, I think Tua could be a very good NFL quarterback. The guy for a left-handed quarterback has one hell of an arm. However, is Tua going to reach his full potential? For me, I only I think that's not even a question. It's a no. 
for in my opinion. If two up defies all eyes and reaches his full potential, he could be a solid quarterback. But at the end of the day, that is our episode for you guys. I hope you enjoyed. So see you next time.